0: Messi away from Guardiola. Argentina, all but in the final. Julian Alvarez with the finish. Messi again with the marvellous mischief. And Mbappe. Oh. Those dancing feet. Oh, it must be! Good morning, Argentina and France, and welcome to Behind the Lights with me, Seb. And me, Jono. As always, we pay respect to the traditional customs of the land where you're coming from, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. Well, Jono, we finally got here. The World Cup Final uh, is nearly here. Um, and Before we get into a bit more details around, obviously, the two teams contesting Argentina versus France, uh, what do you make of the two teams that they're going to be contesting this final Monday morning Australian time, very early for us here. Um, a worthwhile final, I guess, um, for obviously the biggest competition uh, in the world um, and obviously the biggest honour that you can be taking away from football.
1: Yeah, look, I mean, I think for the most part, Um, When you looked at this uh, kind of uh, matchups or potential matchups for the World Cup final, most people probably would have potentially had France from one side going in and either Argentina or Brazil. So we're getting the final really that everybody had predicted in that sense. So I do think that also two of the top teams really are in that final. So it's 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 going to be a great match. And again, this potentially is the, one of the best stories in football right now when you're riding the wave of, of Messi as well as his final game, at, which he's made very, very clear. So regardless, it's great to see him bow out on the world stage in terms of playing in a World Cup final.
0: As you mentioned, obviously the biggest storyline going into this game is Lionel Messi. Uh, we most likely in his last international game for Argentina, uh, obviously trying to get the one trophy that's eluded him during his uh, amazing career. What have you made of Messi during this World Cup, Jonah? We've obviously seen um, how inspired he's been and how he's inspired his Argentinian team, which, which on paper are probably not the best. It's probably not the best Argentinian team we've ever seen, uh, but obviously that spirit of Messi has really carried this team to this point. Um, and we saw, probably saw the best uh, version of this Argentinian team in that semi-final against Croatia, where they just really, probably after that first half an hour, Croatia were very much in the game, that first goal. Um, and in that second half, Argentina really took it away from it. And obviously we saw that bit of Messi magic uh, to set up the third goal.
1: Yeah, I mean, just when you look at what Messi's been able to accomplish in this World Cup, it's absolutely incredible. It's not just his goal scoring, but it's also what he's doing on the field. It's his movement it's his assisting, it's his pure just passing around, it's the ability for him to stop, start, take people on, and it's just his overall passion. And I think that this has just really shown that regardless if he wins or loses in the final, he's just purely shown that, you know what, he is out and out. There's no comparison in terms of his abilities, in terms of one of the greatest players I've ever played. And I think that this being his final hoorah as well, and him playing so well, I would feel like so many neutrals as well would just be joining this, want for him to win this and bow out on the final stage, lifting that trophy. But at the same time as well, I mean, you think about it, and it's he's had this marvelous career, and it almost would also be pretty iconic to say at the end of his career, if he doesn't win this, Wow, just think if he would have won it. Just think if he would have had that ice on the cake. So either way, it's either going to be phenomenal for him to finally reach that that Mount Everest that he's been climbing his whole career, or it's also going to be such a story later down in life when you look back at his legacy. Probably the greatest player you know, with such an opportunity to win the World Cup, to not win the World Cup as well. So either way, it's just been an incredible ride. I think his play in this tournament has just been outstanding. His passion for Argentina has just come through. The want for this Argentinian side as well To play for Messi They've made it very, very clear That this is for Messi It's for Argentina But it's for Messi And I think that's absolutely incredible And, and this team i Nobody can put any hate for this team Because it's just been such a group effort To just go through and, and do this So um, it's going to be a, a very, very intriguing final To say the least What I also
0: think has been on show In this World Cup Finals Is Messi's, as you said, that passion But also that little bit of... Uh, I guess, bullying him, that little bit of dogging him in terms of willing to, to really get down and, and fight for his yeah. team. We saw, obviously, in that Dutch game where they, yeah. when they won on penalty shoot, they had a few words with Van Gaal and, and the Dutch team. So I think, I think that's actually um, made the Argentinian fans especially really, um, I guess, jump on this messy bandwagon mm-hmm. and really want to wish him home to, to winning this cup. And, and I think the love that those Argentinian fans and Argentina have for him I think, has only grown in this World Cup. And as you said, I think the neutral has really jumped on the bandwagon yeah. as well. Uh, apparently, in Qatar, all you can see is, is Messi jerseys. Yep, yep. Um, it just shows you the pull of the man and, and what he does to inspire um, football lovers and football followers. So I think, is it destiny? Is it is it written in the stars that Messi does it um, on Monday morning? I think certainly if Argentina do beat this France, this French team, they certainly... Deserve to be world champs yeah. because, John. Looking at the other side of it, this French team riddled with injuries at the beginning of the tournament. We know the pulling out of Karim Benzema and apparently he may be in Qatar for the game. There's there's rumours that he'll come out and fly out and at least watch the team. Um, obviously we knew Angola, Kante, Paul Pogba uh, were injured before the cup. Uh, in Kunku, the the informed player for RB Leipzig, another outstanding forward, had to pull out on the on the eve of the cup. So we know what they've had to deal with in regards to injuries. But the way Didier Dorchamps, he's not always been the most... He's not always been, I guess, a favourite of the French uh, people in regards to the way his team's set up and the way they play. There's always... You always think that the French could could go up another couple of notches in terms of the talent they have. But Jono, in a player such as Kylian Mbappe, they have their own superstar. Obviously, at the other end of the age scale to Lionel Messi, only 23 but amazingly looking at possibly winning his second World Cup um, at the tender age of of 23. He's about to turn 24. So, Jono, in terms of that, how do you think the French will will go into this game? And and do you think they'll actually uh, take on that tag of the underdog um, and actually appreciate going into the game where, where obviously a lot of people are hoping Argentina and Messi do it?
1: Yeah, look, I mean, first off, when you look at it from an Mbappe standpoint, I think he's a player that definitely is chasing records. He wants to because he's so young and has an opportunity to pretty much shatter all records. So I think he's definitely chasing that. And and for the same reason as his idol has always been Cristiano Ronaldo as well. Someone, man, who's, who's made all these records. If Mbappe can be the one to beat it, that's just a story in its own. But in saying this French team as well, I mean... Is French team, yes, from the start of the tournament, it, it looks very different than what you would have said maybe last year going into it. Um, very, very different, but still showed that, of course, they still have quality all over the park. They maybe don't have that extreme depth that we might be used to with this French squad because of the early injuries prior to the tournament, but they still show that they have a lot of fight, a lot of capacity. Now, in terms of fans and everything, though, I would say... Everybody but France is probably rooting for Messi at this point because everybody, regardless if you're a diehard Ronaldo, even fan some of or the not, great Brazilians
0: have come out, yeah. such as Rivaldo, saying he, that he would now that Brazil aren't there, he would love to see you, Messi do it
1: for the, for the sake of the game. It's 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 the beauty that he brings, the grace that he brings. Everybody wants to see him bow out on top. Considering this is potentially his last Argentinian game as well, for everything that he's been able to give to the game, give all of us fans as well. It, it, it would just be fantastic to see. So I think that they're going to be battling a lot in terms of even that. And I think even some French fans as well would, would love to see Messi lift this trophy. Um, but in saying that, I do think, yes, there's been, you know, it, it's hard sometimes how France lines up, sometimes how they play, even in that Morocco game. You know, once they kind of got that lead, they really just sat back and said, oh, we don't need to possess the ball or anything. Look, maybe that's actually a good thing in terms of a t- tactic that they were able to save their energy. They barely had possess- possession. I think it was below 40% of the possession. But maybe that was also a tactical thing that maybe you know not, not everyone thinks about as well. That, hey, that was a smart tactical move. They already had the game pretty much locked in. Maybe you know they could have attacked a bit more, made it a bit more exciting. But overall, they conserved a lot of energy. They just defended quite calmly in terms of staying solid as a unit. So they might have that little bit of extra energy there going into this game. But... Overall, I think this French team, and Mbappe as well, being so young, um, has a real opportunity here as well to go back-to-back, something that we haven't seen for 60-plus years as well since Pele. The last time, Brazil,
0: 1958 and 1962, with obviously a very young
1: Pele. Yep, so Mbappe could be that person. Now, do I think Mbappe is the one overly leading this French charge this year as much as, let's say, Pele was back in the Brazil days? Maybe not. I think he's been scoring some goals, but... You know, you he wouldn't be in this in this situation uh, without a Griezmann in this tournament. You know, if you look who's at the recent s- games, sensational without Hugo Lloris, who's been coming up with some huge saves as well. And you know, even some of those players like Dembélé just kind of making some runs, maybe not doing as much productivity as you wish, but he's taking a lot of defensive responsibility to free up Mbappe, things like that. So I don't think Mbappe is as critical right now in this French squad as Messi is, let's say, to Argentina or Pele was to the Brazil squad. But he's clearly very important. But like I said, he wants this win so bad because he is definitely, I think, a person who's chasing individual records. And if he can be at such a young age, on the eve of his pretty much, yeah, I think it's two days after the World Cup, yeah, he turns 24, get two World Cups, that'd be absolutely incredible for him moving forward in his career. Yeah, interesting point you brought up there. I agree with you. I, I think Mbappe, as
0: amazing a player as he is, and we know he's a generational talent and, and he probably will win a Ballon d'Or eventually. Um, he's knocking on the door for, the, for those sort of awards. But I agree. I think France. He's not as crucial to the French team as Messi's in regards of performance. Yeah. Yeah. I think Mbappe, we've seen him in the last couple, even against England, he was quite well marshaled by Kyle Walker in that game, and, and probably wasn't as influential. But then we saw the quality of Antoine Griezmann in that slightly deeper midfield role. Yeah. He's he's never really played there and he's been a revelation at yeah. this at this competition. Obviously, France were forced into a few changes in regards to injuries and and the player options they had and, and Didier Deschamps made that call with Griezmann early on in the World Cup and to be honest with you, John, I think he's actually, he may probably won't get the award but I if France win this World Cup, I would be awarding uh, Antoine Griezmann the player of the tournament, just the, the way he's controlled those little runs. He's involved. He's had. He's involved in more than 20 plus chances for the French yeah. in this tournament. The only player to have that many uh, goal-scoring uh, chances involvements, um, and it's just his little runs, his his football awareness, and his and his football brains really come out in this tournament, as well as his technical ability in regards to the Argentinians, John. How do you think they will? handle that. They'll be aware, obviously, of, of Griezmann's quality and, and not allowing him to have space. You've obviously got Rodrigo De Paul, Perides, uh McAllister. Uh, do you think they'll obviously go in and, and have, obviously, a game plan for Griezmann, but also uh, be a little bit physical on him? Obviously, wanted to to try and knock him off his uh, stride, and, and obviously they can't allow him to have too much space in that midfield, because we'll see, with Fran- with France's attack, Mbappe, the ageless Olivier Giroud, and, and Dembele, who's been a little bit hot and cold in this yeah. tournament, but we know the quality that they possess if they're given space.
1: Yeah, I think it's it's going to be that thing of I think Argentina are going to have to tightly mark and not, not allow any space for any of these players. And when they do get a little sense of freedom, I think they're going to have to just put a body onto them. I think... You saw how rough and tumbling that Dutch game was as well. They didn't allow for the Dutch to quickly counter or anything like that. They got into challenges. Yes, there was a million and one cards going around and everything like that. But that physicality brought the game to another level. And I think that's what they're going to need to bring for this because they'll get outrun by um, Mbappe. They might get outrun by potentially Dembele as well or, you know, skill from Dembele if he's on form. And, you know, Giroud's going to be that post-up player that then plays the ball off to someone as well. Griezmann will be able to make the runs. Maybe not the most uh, gifted player in terms of speed, but technically he'll be able to make those runs and those movements. Yep, and and be able to break through. So you're going to have to put a body on them. You have this sense of physicality as well there. I think they, they can be the more physical team. Um, but they're going to have to do that because if you allow them too much space, that is where Mbappe shines is when he's allowed that space, allowed that little breath to, to go through. And Griezmann is able to play some of those balls through the channel. He's able to make those runs to the channel too. And again, I think the key here as well is if, we, if this France team gets, you know, Giroud I think has been pretty consistent. Griezmann has been pretty consistent. If Mbappe is firing and also Dembele on the other side, then Argentina are very much in trouble too. It's going to be an intriguing battle, especially out
0: wide, because we know Molino on the right for Argentina. We saw him score uh, Mm. in the uh, the semi-final. Um, So we know he is looking to attack. We just see on that side, because Mbappe will not want to drop back. He's going to want to, um, he doesn't do his defensive work. So obviously Rabiot is going to be coming back in for the French most likely. We know he does a lot of the cover-up. Um, and defensive work for Mbappe. So it's to be intriguing to see how that wide battle goes. While we ha- Acuno should be back for Argentina on the left. We know Tagliafico played last game, but Acuno should be back. He'll obviously have a a, a game against uh, Dembele yep. and, and see how that goes. But we've seen that as a strength for Argentina in this tournament in terms of their wide players. Um, how do you see that going, John? in regards to... We know how strong France are in terms of attacking-wise, but also in terms of defensive-wise... Um, They'll have to be obviously tracking back as well because those Argentinian fullbacks do like to get
1: forward as well. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you do. You are dealing with attacking backs essentially from Argentina, and I think the big thing is, is we've we've seen this quite often where Mbappe really doesn't do much. He doesn't defend video. at all. Yeah, and so Dembele typically has had to take a lot of that work. That's why I think he's actually been quite key into the success of France because he's having to do a lot of defensive duties. So one thing that Argentina might have, if they actually put the pressure to France in terms of making sure their backs attack, bring the attack to them, maybe potentially a little bit, maybe not too much because you can get countered by France, but they potentially have the opportunity to push back Griezmann, push back Dembele as well. and Mbappe, regardless, is just not going to defend. He's going to stay up there anyway. But if you can at least push back them, kind of make them out of shape a little bit as well, you might have the opportunity there to catch them a couple times and you utilizing your outside backs in that way could really come into play here and that could be the difference. Now having said that as well, if Dembélé just decides to really push forward as well, you can't be too timid there too because then what's going to happen is then both your backs are going to be are going to be locked up there because I think Mbappé carries with him almost in in a sense the similarity as to Messi. You know, everybody's going to keep an eye on him. So as with Mbappé being so stuck high, not dropping deep to defend, it's going to make you know it's going to make that uh, that right back just kind of sit there and wait most of the time and pick and choose his runs whereas on the left hand side when you're dealing with Dembele you know you can attack a bit more because he will sit a bit, a bit deep but if France decide to say hey no we're going to push forward that's where it's really going to come into those tactical debates as to okay I'm Argentina what do I do here do I sit or do I continue to take the tact them as well because I know that we can score a couple more goals than they can
0: and we know France's fullbacks are just as attacking. Tio Hernandez yeah. is, is practically a winger yeah. on their left-hand side. So we know he will leave space in behind. It's whether or not Argentina can can obviously capitalize on that. And if there is a weakness in this French team, Jono, it's that backline... Can be got at. We'll we'll see if Canate. I thought he was outstanding in the semi final against Morocco. But we know Ulpanmikano will be back. So whether or not uh, Didier Deschamps makes a change there, but I thought Canate was outstanding in that semi final in yep. that central defence. But we've seen this French team. They can be got at if you put them under pressure. The other big battle, John. I think obviously where a game football game is always won and lost is going to be in that midfield. Yeah. Um. We've obviously talked about the Argentinian, midfield in regards to how physical they'll be. Uh, but in terms of the French midfield you have seen Tukamani the young 22 year old from Real Madrid really step up in this yeah, tournament um, and obviously uh, they're going to they're going to bring some players back um, how do you think that midfield battle will go um, and who do you think who do you think has I guess the slight edge going into this game
1: yeah look it, it's kind of a tough one because I think a technical ability alone you might give France a slight edge including if you include Griezmann and in kind of that midfield and Rabiot will come back yeah, and into Rabiot the Rabiot coming in as well Um, So if you include them two in that midfield trio, I might give them the slight edge technically. But again, I think it very much depends as well as Paredes, DePaul, if all of them bring that real physical battle too. You know, that'll work. Yeah, and I I think that could be the difference is, you know, technicalities aside, I think if they just continuously bring in that physicality, they might be able to win that midfield battle. You know, I kind of see Griezmann as that potential as... Is he gonna sit so deep if there's a lot of offensive opportunities? He might sit pretty high, meaning that there's only then two in that midfield. I think Rabio, out of the two as well, will, you know, he, he's a big he's pre, he's a pretty big player. He can be quite physical. That's a at lot times. of the defensive work there's for a, the French. A lot of the defensive work, but you're going like up against this Argentina side who know that they're maybe not the top-tier technical gifted midfielders. So they're gonna to have to be physical to make up. So Again, it very much depends on how Argentina want to line up. If they line up in terms of coming into this game and say, "Hey, we're going to be physical, we're going to bring it to them," I actually give them the slight edge. But if it turns into where they want to sit in a little bit and allow France a little bit of play, I think technically France will break them down then at that point and have a couple breakthroughs.
0: I also, I think the French will let Argentina have possession. I think the French won't mind Argentina having most of the ball, as long as they're not in those dangerous areas where they can obviously make it count, which is obviously where Messi comes into play in terms of picking up those little pockets and um, finding that space. But I actually think this French team's comfortable out of possession, and they're happy to hit uh, teams on the break, as we've seen in this tournament, because of the pace they've got out wide, especially in Mbappe and Dembele. So they can potentially suck teams in and really hit them uh, on the break and, and obviously make them pay. The other intriguing storyline going to this, O, is the Golden Boot um, race. We've got Kylian Mbappe and Messi both tied on five goals at the moment. Olivier Giroud on four. And then probably one of the breakout stars we've known is a great player at Manchester City, but Julian Alvarez, what a difference he's made. Coming yeah. into this Argentinian team, we saw Letaro and Martinez start the tournament. Um, the Inter Milan hitman who came in with some great form. But obviously after the Saudi Arabia loss and then... Uh, the struggles they had against Mexico. Since Alvarez has come in, he's been a revelation. And he really showed his quality in the semi-final, scoring twice. And yeah. I think he's been a great foil for Lionel Messi in regards to the work rate he brings. It allows Messi just to pick his
1: moments in terms of when he wants to um, deliver in a game. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's been fantastic. And also, if you watch the game against Croatia as well, maybe not the cleanest of all goals, a couple of those as well. But if you look at... Just the 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 placement of where he is as well on the pitch as well, and the want to just drive through. I mean, one of them he pretty much ran through everyone, picked it up at midfield. It was like just, watching a school kids oh, game. It was just <laughs> absolutely incredible to see that. But yeah, it really does heat up that golden boot race because now you have two players who run five, two players who run. I think four. Messi's
0: ahead by one assist yeah, over yeah. Mbappe at the moment.
1: So we'll see. We'll see kind of what happens. I mean, again, I do think Mbappe is that person who's chasing that individual. Um, records basically but if you look at from Messi's side Messi's he's still going to try and set up some goals so he will bag a couple assists and I'm sure he probably might bag a goal but then also I think the big outlier here is Giroud could bag one or two right there you know he he really could he 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 almost had a couple as well in that last game and looking at
0: his Argentinian defense this is the sort of game France will not be scared of whipping some balls or to Mendy and and Romero who we think will line up. Obviously they're not they're physical defenders and not too bad in the air, but Giroud will, will back himself to to get the better better of both of those players.
1: Yeah, and I think look, you look If at, the
0: delivery is if the delivery is right.
1: Yeah, and you look at Giroud as well, in particular when you talk about him in French football context, I still feel he's almost always overlooked, always not like Always underrated. At as, always underrated and he just does some incredible things. Always in the right spot at the right time. And again, he has some some absolutely stellar moments. If you look at some of those potential goals that he would have had, you know, in the last game, he could have had two Morocco. or three. Those were fantastic. Those were absolutely fantastic for a striker to be able to pull some of the stuff off. Yes, he missed them, but his 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 knack for goal as well is absolutely incredible. So he could potentially nick a couple. But yeah, this goal boot race is seriously going to be up up for grabs. And look. Potentially, if Argentina, of course, you know, these teams are really starting to lock up Mbappe as well. That leaves it quite open for either Giroud to sneak in there or Messi probably to to potentially take it for having a goal and an assist or something.
0: Yeah, it's just one of the many storylines going into this World Cup final. I think, as we've discussed, I think it's a really fitting end uh, to a World Cup that's had a lot of controversies, and those controversies haven't gone away. But in regards to the pure football. On the field, John. it has certainly been a very enjoyable tournament. We've seen some great storylines. Obviously, Morocco yep. uh, making the semi-final. Hopefully, they'll finish third against. They've yeah. got their third and fourth play playoff against Croatia on Sunday morning Australian time. So I think both those nations will be will still go in and they will want to win that game and uh, finish as high as possible in this World Cup. But uh, in terms of the big one, Jono, we've discussed it. We've discussed where it could be won and lost for both teams. Who are we tipping on Monday morning Australian time Argentina versus France And what do you think the score will be
1: Like I said, I would say everybody But the French fans And even some French fans Have to be rooting for Messi for this one And I do think that Argentina have a really good opportunity To win this I think we're going to see some goals Because I also think there's going to be some defensive mistakes as well Um, So I will tip it In extra time 3-2 Argentina
0: What a ripper game that will be. (laughs) I've been on Argentina since the very beginning. I tipped him to win it. So I'm obviously going to go Argentina. I think they'll win 2-1 in normal time. Messi to bag one, whether or not it's the first or second one. But I think, as you said, I think Messi, for Argentina to win, will have to be at his very best. And I guess the world of football hopes that he does deliver and it should hopefully be a cracking final um, and hopefully a final that is worthy of a World Cup final. Well, that brings to the end of another episode of Behind the Lights with me, Seb. And me, Jonah. As always, thank you for your support and good night.